Hello and welcome back to the Create Your World podcast. How are we doing this week, Ben? Yes, I'm good, mate. How are you this week? Not too bad. Coffee in hand. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Looking out at a sea of green out the back of my back window here. It's a sunny, beautiful day in, in uh, Taipei. It's got me thinking about green hunting. Have you heard of green hunting? No. What is, what is green hunting? Yeah, something that caught my eye. I think it's a fascinating idea, right? Um, so, like hunting, right? Hunting for animals, right? Wild yeah. animals. But it's uh, quote-unquote green, you know. So even hunting can now be uh, environmentally friendly now, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so if you've ever wanted to pick up a bow and arrow or a gun and go and uh, hunt an animal, but to protect it or save it from... Uh, extinction rather than you know to hang it up on your wall its big ugly head on your wall as a trophy then now's the time to get into green hunting yeah apparently it's a trend in canada and uh yeah what makes it green what makes it green good question uh the whole idea is that you only use darts use tranquilizers you don't use bullets so they you know knock the animals out for i don't know like half an hour an hour or something like this and then they they may or may not, depending on the situation, but uh, often they are given some sort of uh, vaccinations or some sort of drugs or something to administer to the animal by vets in the local park or whatever whatever domain these animals in, these hunters are in. And so when they apply for their permit, they obviously only get a permit to uh, tranquilize the animal. And it still costs a lot of money, but um, they also... So it's a- it's a um, it's a permit just to ruin the animal's day, just, just make the it, day, just make rather it late than for something. Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late for late for whatever it was. It was exactly <laughs> just uh, slightly interrupt the the flow of uh, you know nature in the in the wild there, rather than actually kill the animal. So yeah, um, that's the idea behind it. Maybe and just immobilize it for long enough for a wolf to find it and eat it instead. Mm, maybe. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, ge- I'm getting that you're pretty cynical about this idea. Am I correct? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I'm really... just joking around. No, that's okay. Because I'm like, this is something, uh, I, I, because I think we're both very, uh, we're, we're both really into nature. You probably more than me, um, but we both really appreciate and really love, um, you know, the great outdoors and getting out into into nature and we're both vegetarians so we both uh, would not be the kind to pick up a gun and go hunting wild animals right but i cannot deny that over time and this may have something to do with me starting to listen to the joe rogan podcast (laughs) i've slowly started to become more and more interested in these hunting stories that that people um that people uh, you know uh, write about on blogs or whatever, and it just gets me thinking. I'm just like, you know, I would never kill an animal, but that does sound like a great experience, right? And I'm wondering, Ben, what part of my psyche is being titillated by these stories? What part of me is becoming curious about this, about an activity that until probably only maybe well two years ago or so, I would never have even dreamt of doing like it wouldn't it wasn't on my radar at all i would never have even thought about and i'm not i'm not considering i'm not going to go and book a book some sort of a you know safari you know uh 
trip next year or something. But it's it's on my radar now as one of those things that like I am sort of curious about, uh, mm. and I wonder like what's going on there with me, and what's and what's going on there with lots of people. Like, why are people interested in this thing, and why are people so? so interested in the, uh, the, obviously people get some sort of a high, some sort of a kick out of this experience. So much so that they're willing to just tranquilize the animal because they don't, obviously there's a lot of people out there who've, who also feel that this goes against their conscience, but they still want the experience, the thrill of being out there and stalking like, you know, you know these, these elk or whatever they're, they're hunting and, and like the, the thrill. And uh, yeah, like, what do you think? What do you think it's all about? I think I've heard some of the same episodes on the Joe Rogan podcast, I think. Yeah. Um, which is, it's such a, it's such a, uh, such a different point of view than what's, what I'm used to hearing. And I really appreciate it. And mm. I think, uh, I think after, a, after listening to a few of those, again, don't know if they're the same ones, but mm. after, after listening to a few, I feel like I've become a heretic vegetarian. In the, <laughs> I, I could, I could probably, I'm like if if the can if certain conditions are met, mm. I think I'd be happy going hunting as well. Mm, 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 mm. You see what I, conditions yeah. include like okay, so shooting the animal has to be has to be doing a a service for the environment. Mm. You know, like there are there are numbers of um, there are certain species in certain areas that are just their populations are crazy out of control mm. um and and culling the population does actually help the environment to regenerate and become more healthy mm. um uh and, so that's number one what what other sort of uh oh it's like you uh, i don't really see the well joe rogan's very into his he's like bow hunting isn't he yeah but i don't know like It'd be impo- it'd be very important for me to the animal for the animal not to suffer, mm-hmm. and also I'd want to I'd want to use as much as the animal as, as what I could, mm-hmm. and I think that I'd be okay eating meat in those circumstances because mm-hmm. this animal has led a a natural life. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been it hasn't been put through the um, uh, through um, a, a factory farm. The yeah. conditions are just miserable for its for its entire existence. Yeah. It has actually had a natural life. Yeah. So and also the um game meat is apparently much 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 better for you. You know, it contains a f- greater range of nutrients that um, No way. That are, yeah, that um that a uh, uh that a, an animal that's just being fed, you know, like grain or or corn, like meal, you know, mm-hmm, on a factory farm, mm-hmm. its whole life has just gone. Like you can't, you can't mm. expect, you know, like really good quality meat from that in that sort of environment. And it yeah. tastes different too. Mm. Um, in uh, in one episode that blew my mind, he talked about how you can actually you can actually eat bear meat, and <laughs> really. Yeah, and uh, and he was describing how like they were. You know, this guy was preparing some, you know, bear meat that he that he caught. He was cooking it on the barbecue, mm. and it smelled exactly like salmon because the bear had been eating, had been feasting on salmon mm. coming through the river. Um, same thing with different type of bear, different location. Um, you, apparently, 
uh, um, you can eat, uh, yeah, like when, when the bear has just been eating berries, like it's, mm. it's meat tastes super sweet, like mm. just like the berries that it's been eating and it's uh, mm. like the color of the meat changes as well. Wow. Um, which is just incredible to think how much of a diet affects the composition of your body. Mm. So it's, yeah, I mean. That's fascinating. A, and mm. I mean, humans have been doing, have been doing it for so, so long. That's um, right, yeah. That's it's, a, uh, mm. it's a primal way of connecting to nature, which I, I really appreciate. And exactly. That's what you're wrestling with. Uh, that, that, that is what I'm wrestling with. Because you know what I've noticed is like, I will go out, you know, maybe on a, on a hike, you know, to the end of the mountains. We've got lots of beautiful mountains here in Taiwan. And, you know, I'm, I might go snorkeling in the sea or something like this from time to time. Less, less of that these days because Taiwan's not the best for, for swimming in the sea as, as much as Australia is. But, you know, ma mountain hiking or whatever. And I might be off on some trail somewhere and you get, get a beautiful open, you know, panoramic view of this beautiful landscape. And, and that's great, you know. And you might see some really beautiful birds. Taiwan's got a lot of migratory uh, birds that, that come through from all sorts of places throughout Asia so, and probably the whole world. So they've got a really diverse range of, of, of uh, birds here. So that's really great. So you can see these birds and, and you see a lot of bird watchers, you know, hiking around with their binoculars and, and their big, big ass, you know, cameras, you know, taking photos of these birds. Yeah. I was and about that's to say cool. That. It's, it's a similar, it's a similar thing. I, I, yeah. It's good when you get out into nature and you have an activity to yes. focus your attention on things. yes 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 it's like if you just go for a walk you can just be lost in your own thoughts and that's not right participate in the nature that's around you not yeah really. so this is but what i was if thinking you've got to engage with it mm. then you have to you have to immerse yourself in the environment yeah. so it's like i think that yeah like that photography nature photography could be a great mm. could be a substitute in some in yeah. some sense yeah this is what i was right. thinking of. Yeah. i was like you know if if i if i couldn't quite you know bring myself to do this sort of a green hunting thing or whatever um and i'm not in the right part of the world for it either but you know like there is something like like bird watching or, or, or exactly nature photography because i yeah i realize that there's this there's still this this uh division there's this uh, thin veneer you know it's it's invisible to the naked eye but you can when you're walking around on the mountains you, you still don't feel like you're really there and and exactly it's about being mentally absorbed in the place rather than just physically absorbed and yeah. i think that a lot of us now like very few people in modern society you know in, in you know, big developed countries or whatever you know um get that experience because we we go to you know, the tops of mountains and we take these beautiful photos and we go on walks and we have a picnic and we say, well, you know, this is, this is nature, you know, maybe we're camping or something. And, yeah, you know, I've, I've done it now, right? Yeah, I've done it. Like this, this is it, you know, okay. I might not, I might not be seeing all those animals up close, like you see on discovery channel, but, but you know, there are some birds over there and I think I, I saw a snake over there or something earlier today, you know, oh, this is, this is nature, but actually it's, it's not really like, and, and I think that's the difference with it the has hunting the potential to go so much deeper. It's so much deeper. And with the hunters, right, what they're doing is they're playing like the ancient the, or the prehistoric human role in the wilderness. Like, that's what we did, like, you know, 10,000 years ago or whatever. It's like, we were hunters. Like, that's what we did in yeah. nature. Like, that's how we interacted with animals for, for so, so long. And it's going back to that role. Like, when you are hunting... Tons like of, a, tons of caveats, though. Like, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't deal with, like, trophy hunting. Which no, is just, no, obviously. 
is it's just a, it's a different ball game altogether. Yeah. Or like, or like you know, uh, like you know, breeding animals on like a deer on on farms to, um, and they they end up with these enormous you know antlers that are just so big they can barely even hold them up, um, and then you just release this deer into the wild which just doesn't even know what to do, and jeez. You get people to just hunt it down, like isn't that that just that that's just, just cruel? Yeah, that just yeah. Sucks. It's obviously this, but just, it looks true. the big, you know, antlers look great on the on the you know mantelpiece if you're into that. Yeah, it's that's <laughs> it just seems totally different to me. And that's right. Same with you know, it's like you know, like humans overhunting things. It's throughout history has has been a huge problem. So that's right. So like, it does have to tick a lot of it does have to tick a lot of boxes to be yeah. Yeah, to to fly with with me personally, but yeah, yeah, it's just fascinating. Like, why I'm bringing this up is because I find topics like this so interesting, and this is what I was discussing with my students in last week's class, right? And uh, why this is all relevant is I don't spend much time anymore thinking about and talking about these topics. And this is all what I would want to discuss today. It's like, where and what am I doing with this whole project? Yeah, I mean, so this is why I'm bringing this up is because I've started to notice, I've started to ask myself, what exactly do I enjoy? What exactly gives me a kick out of what I do? And how do I get more time doing the, the actual tasks that I really enjoy doing, the actual stuff that I really enjoy, enjoy doing, and less of the stuff which uh, bores me to tears or makes me really, really frustrated or just, just takes me way off the path of what I really want to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Why do we, why do, why we, do, we, do, we this do this after all? all is exactly my question. So how did this sort of, what was the catalyst for me sort of reflecting on this is my very good friend, our very good friend, Rishi, uh, sent me a book for my birthday called Designing Your Life. <laughs> now, it's a bit, uh, it's a, you, you might, you might get a bit spooked if, if one of your best mates starts sending you self-help books for your birthday. You're like, oh God, what's my life coming to? <laughs> oh no, this is a bad sign. But it's actually very short, very practical, and it's it's less. Well, I suppose it's some sort of self help in some way. But it's um, it's written by these two guys, uh, Bill Burnett and Dave Evans, who I believe are both at Stanford, and they're like designers. And so the whole idea is applying design, applying design thinking, how you know um, designers design products and stuff, applying that sort of logic. Uh, that sort of thought process to your life and, and designing, you know, looking at those ways to design your life. And uh, I think it's been a big, you know, I think it's like, you know, a very popular book and it's, they've also got a website. I think it was a course at Stanford originally. Anyway, so this is, it's a nice little book and, uh, you know, um, paperback, very small, easy to read. So I've been reading through it and it's, it's very practical. Like it's all about doing these exercises and getting yourself a workbook and, and going through things. So one of the exercises that I've been doing recently is this thing where you, you do a little journal and you, you, you log down what task you are doing at any given time. And then you do a little meter. It's like a little, like you just draw a little dial and then you write uh, your, your engagement and your energy, which sound very similar, but um, when they explain it in the book, it's, it, there's slightly different metrics, but yeah, you've got your engagement level and your energy level. 
And so then you, you know, plot that down, like, uh, you know, how energized are you by this task? How, how engaged are you? And I've been doing this for about a week and I've noticed um, what really engages me and really gets my energy levels up is planning topics and writing out materials for my conversation classes. Uh, now, they could be conversation classes for my online stuff, which I've been doing through this, this platform and this, and this uh, business I've been setting up, or it could be for the, the cram schools. It doesn't really matter. If I'm searching through news articles, finding cool topics like green hunting, put, you know, putting them and re-editing them and uh, rewriting it to, to, quite, to quite a large degree on a Word, Word document, and then... Uh, writing discussion questions about, you know, which prompt people to think more deeply about the, the contradictions and the intricacies and the ethical dilemmas behind, for example, green hunting. If I'm doing that, I am like 90% engaged, super energized. And I've noticed the newer the topic, the more of a novelty topic it is for me, the more energy I have. So if it's an old topic, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm into it, but uh, it's kind of done this before. I've kind of thought through these questions in my head about, you know, what, what exactly is the meat uh, of this topic? Whereas if it's a new topic, I'm like, oh, great. I can squeeze some new juice out of this thing. And so I'm so absorbed in, in, in this task. And then <laughs> the stuff that I just, I just, uh, it just wears me down, ties me out quickly. Um, interestingly, I'm very engaged with it, but, uh, my energy level is a certain negative energy where I'm just get frustrated very easily when I don't find a quick solution is you can probably guess, you know, researching, uh, you know, which, <laughs> which email distributor service I should be using, which new SaaS product I need to plug into to my uh, WordPress, or should I be using Simply Book, or should I be, you know, adding, you know, some sort of, of Facebook uh, chatbot to this thing, and just all this stuff. And it's like, should I be using the webinar with Zoom, or should I be using an automated hosted webinar with some other, you know, some other online, you know, solution? And it's just like, oh, it's driving me nuts. And I've I've, I've come to realize it's like this is just insane. Like. I'm spending so much time doing this other crap, which is absolutely not uh, what floats my boat at all. But I've just found it. I've, I've been telling myself for so long, like, this is, this is what I need to crack. I just need to crack the code of the perfect sales funnel right from the top, you know, with the, with, whether it's an FB live broadcast or whatever it is. All the way down, you know, through through an email opt-in, followed by a webinar, followed by a, a sale, an upsell, followed by a, like I just need to craft the perfect sales funnel, and then all the money issues are going to be sorted, and then I can go, you know, focus on what I what I'm really interested in doing, and I'm just like what I hate about this thing, what I've come to realize I really hate about this this whole part of doing things, is it never ever figures itself out. It's just this beast of a thing that just doesn't stop. It's like a hydra. It's like, oh, I've got my booking system set up now, but wait, I need to integrate it with something else. Oh no. And it's just one thing after another, after another. And I, I speculate this is probably mostly my fault, I would imagine, because I think I've overcomplicated that whole uh, domain, like this whole part of things, this whole uh, 
process of setting up uh, the, the, the ecosystem, as it were, the social media integration and the, and the sales funnel and the, and the actual payment systems and all of that, I think I've overcomplicated it. But regardless, it's, it's an ongoing drain and it's something that I don't see in the foreseeable future just clicking into place. I seriously think of it as a jigsaw puzzle. If I find all the pieces and click it all together, then I can just leave it and walk away and focus on the actual content creation, which is what I'm interested in. But it just doesn't work like that. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm considering whether or not it's worthwhile me changing, you know, trajectories, to, to, you know, going down another track or completely doing something very different from what I'm currently doing, my current setup in order to redesign to use this book's whole concept, redesign this part of my work. Um, do you have any thoughts on that before I sort of put out a couple of ideas of how I could do that? Or should I just continue? Uh, I think it, yeah. it depends on, I think a lot depends on how, I think it's unrealistic to expect you spend 0% of your time doing things that you find a bit tedious. Yes. Especially when you don't have the money to pay someone yes. else to do it. So it's like I did spend some of my week this week organizing sh tags for products on yes. Shopify. And it's just the way that it's imported uh, by default means that you can't sort them properly when it's mm. inside the store. So I need to go along and like bulk change all of these different tags and work out a system for taking these things and then write a checklist mm. for the system. You know, so I can just put it in later and don't mm. have to think about it. That was a pretty yeah. boring yeah. task for me. But, you know, I just... Yeah, I don't expect it to be 0% by money. any means. No, no, not. definitely not. But at the... Yeah. It depends on how this much is, of your time yeah. you spend on, on each yeah. thing, right? Like, if it's an overwhelming amount on these this boring admin stuff and it doesn't allow you to... Because I think that the most important thing that you know whiz founders can contribute to to the business particularly as content is as a founder of a content mm -hmm. business it's our perspective mm. it's our point yes. of view like it's it's how it's how our brand is different from the others how it creates a unique you know perspective and that perspective has yeah. has value and it's that that we have to keep produce that's the yeah, heart of it these other things are just like, you know, they they might be necessary, but they're not where the core value proposition. That's right. That's right. So I don't expect it to get anything near zero percent, but I would like it to be a minority rather than a majority of my time. At the moment, it's a majority of my time doing that stuff. Um, that's the goal, anyway. I don't expect it to change overnight. I spend I spend the best part of the day, which for me is the morning. Um, on this stuff that's where that's when i'm writing and editing the articles for for my blog which is then going to be you know, oh, content oh for, uh, sorry i thought it was um videos and stuff yeah, yeah so you're saying that you spend the best part of your day doing the, the content part yeah doing yeah, yeah, the yeah, important yeah. stuff yes mm -hmm. and then you know throughout the day my you know my uh my attention wane. starts to mm -hmm. wane and focus starts to wane so i'll use those non-opportune times to do the short yeah that tagging. makes a lot of sense um, so like a couple of solutions I've been thinking about is like, well, there is this, uh, lady I've mentioned, Claire, 
who we had another Zoom call uh, last night and discussed things. And I'm really hopeful that she can sort of come on board and we can become a team. Um, she is really into the sales end of things, like sales scripts and stuff, but she professes that she's not so great with uh, what she calls the tech. So I think by that she means like setting up softwares and setting up websites and stuff. So that's a little bit of a bummer, but I was hoping she'd, she could, you know, handle more of that than, you know, the, like a, a large part of that. And obviously, you know, we can, you know, split the profits together or work something out like that. Now, I mentioned that to her last night, just in case she was thinking that I was expecting her to help her for free or something, uh, help me for free or something like that. But she sort of waved that off and said, oh, no, we should discuss that later. I think it was a slightly awkward moment to bring it up maybe too soon. But well, it's a little bit frustrating because she, I really feel like we're really on the same wavelength with her. We're doing exactly the same thing. She's good at this kind of things that I'm, I don't, I'm not so good at like she's good at these follow-up calls and things and so it just feels like this perfect natural fit but maybe I just need to give it time because at the, at the moment I feel like she's happy to meet it like we met up for coffee the other week the other day like face to face and that was great as well like she's happy to meet up with me and spend you know hours of her time talking this stuff through with me but she doesn't really like there's no there's been no like yep yeah, okay let's jump in together like let's 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 do this like we'll start next week okay you hit up you know a, a webinar on monday then i'll do this the follow-up course on tuesday morning then we'll you know we'll create an, a google doc and you know we'll go through this one you know together and like there's no action plan and it's uh it's a bit of a shame because i really feel like i'm really desperate to sort of have a partner and like be like yeah we're gonna do this together like fist pump but it's not quite at that level yet so i just have to uh, maybe be patient there is she happy with how things are for her didn't didn't she say it was kind of difficult to monetize this yeah yeah uh, amazing talker yeah she's still an amazing talker yeah. mostly but she seems to be doing all right like she doesn't think it's ideal but she seems to be doing all right i get the vibe that she thinks i should just be able to do everything myself like uh, we were talking about it last night and i had knocked up this this sales funnel and it, it, we even had like, I even had like a little L up the top, like, okay, so this is the top of the funnel. This is like the live broadcast where I do a demo class and L for Liam is here, you know, and then we go down the sales funnel. There's an email opt-in, which obviously people just do themselves. And then there's a webinar. And then at the webinar, I say, well, we'll do that together, LC, because you can have like a co-host for a webinar. And then further down the funnel, if people haven't bought by then is the follow-up call and I put a C there for Claire, you know, so you can do the follow-up call. So I do the top end of the top funnel, you do the bottom end of the funnel. Hey, bingo. And she's like, hmm, I don't really think anyone needs me to be there for the webinar. And I'm like, oh, but you know, she's like, I mean, what would I do? You I mean, you're who they want, you know, you're the, the one who they want to buy. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. I get the feeling like she thinks I should just do all this myself. Like, like she sort of, I should sort of not need her. I get that feeling from her. So I don't know, man. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe she's just here to pick my brains because I'm, I'm sort of what she wants to be. I'm, I have this large following and she probably thinks I'm doing much better than her, which I don't think I am financially at least, but she probably thinks that. And so she's probably thinking, oh, I need to pick his brains and find out what he does. Maybe that's her plan rather than, oh, I want to, you know, work with him because he needs someone like me and we can do a lot of sales together because we'd be a great team. I'm not sure what she's thinking, but 
maybe I just need to be patient. Maybe I just need to give it some more time. I don't know. So that's that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, broadly speaking, I've been thinking about, um, okay, so, so I haven't had any more sales, really. I've, I've just, um, I've, I launched the conversation class and I've had a few more, a few more sales. But honestly, I've been thinking more about, uh, okay, um, this brand, like, uh, like thinking, okay, there's a lot to talk about here, but I'll, I will try and keep it succinct. Um, Global Voices is kind of the brand I want to pursue now, rather than my former, which was the morning broadcast show, which I've stopped for over a week now, and, and now I've started to repost old content, so there's a bit more happening on the Facebook page today, but, but, but... Hmm. Any response to, to that? To, to what, sorry? Uh, not doing... Oh, yeah, yeah, there are quite a few people, like the, 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 the sort of more mainstay um, fans who posted comments about, oh, I don't know what I'm doing this morning anymore without your broadcast, something like this, you know. Um, Should have brought some yeah, classes. Exactly. Yeah, Fellas. Yes. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's, there was a bit of that, but um, I think people just knew I needed a break, which I did. So now I'm, okay, this is sort of my large, large sort of like meta plan, I suppose. My idea is, okay, I just get a lot of conversation classes Book, fully book myself front up, right? Uh, first up, get everyone, you know, 20 hours a week or something, one-on-one uh, -on -one classes with me or group classes. But I think to begin with, there'll be one-on-one -on -one classes. And so I say I get 20 students, one-on-one -on -one class, and that's pretty much as much time as I can teach. And then, and then say we've got 30, 40 students or 30, 40 students who want to buy. Then I just say to the ones who are already buying, okay, guys, um, you know, uh, Fully booked, got a higher demand for the classes, so going to raise the prices um, for the one-on-one -on -one classes. If you don't want to raise the prices, that's okay. You can do a you you can do a group class, and then I'll move those who don't want to do the upsell to the higher, more expensive one-on-one -on -one classes. I move them into smaller group classes at obviously at a lower price, and then I keep doing that until I'm fully booked out with group classes, and then. From group classes, I then say, oh, okay, guys, I'm fully booked with the group classes and there are still more people who want to buy into my course. Okay, now we're going to have a second teacher and that second teacher will be at the original price, but my group classes will be at a higher price. So if you don't want to pay more, that's okay. You can have a new teacher. And if you want to pay more and stay with me, then, then you stay with me. So that's sort of the rough idea. And so my thinking is, you know, I can do some classes a week, which is fine. I don't mind it. I kind of enjoy it as long as it's not the whole, well, you know, all I do. And as long as I have time to develop, uh, the, 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 the bigger project, which is what I want to do. So I, I, I have a small select, uh, bunch of hours, you know, a, a, a small, um, bit of time yep. because I'm the brand and I'm the face. And so I, they, I'm, I'm the premium product. So I need to be there or else the whole thing is, you know, it's, it doesn't hold together. So I'm the premium product. So I, I need to turn up, you know, maybe 10 to 15 hours a week and do this premium, uh, one-on-one -on -one classes or whatever. And then after that, you know, below the next tier down, you have another good teacher and then the next tier down, you have another good teacher and people can choose those teachers if they don't want to spend so much money. So the, the basic idea is that, and that's what Claire suggested to me and that's what she thinks I can do really well and da, 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 da. Sounds good. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so that's sort of the plan. And then once that happens, I have this other thing that I'm doing, which is, it's also called Global Voices, uh, but it's, it's a, it's a show. It's a TV show. Now I've just recorded the pilot episode 
on Saturday morning we had seven or eight people over. I had one assistant watching, you know, manning the lights, manning the the sound equipment and the cameras. And we uh, rented out like uh, a couple of hundred dollars worth of, of uh, studio recording equipment, set it up on, on our, um, our uh, living room here. And I think it looked fairly good. Um, you know, probably could have done better with the lighting. I probably needed a fourth Ari at the back to take away the shadows. But anyway, it's fine. Um, so we recorded all that and it was like a talk show. Me as the host and two people either side of me. And we talked about these big issues that I like talking about, such as, oh, you know, UBI. Uh, that's not a hot topic in Taiwan, but uh, that's why I like talking about it. To, you know, get feel the pulse and get people's uh, sort of perspectives on what UBI uh, could uh, look like here in Taiwan if, if it ever eventuated. So anyway, we talked about stuff like that. So um, that was really lots of fun. Now, the idea with that is that I'm going to edit it into a really nice, well-cut pilot episode and not really post it on YouTube per se, as everyone I think expects me to. Instead, I'm going to go around to uh, media agencies, uh, TV stations, and, um, you know, just people in this industry, really, and look for funding, look for people who want to, you know, um, get involved, you know, uh, collaborate um, and see if we can do this thing together. Now, I think, yeah, that's wow. the idea because that's, that's really the kind of thing I want to be doing rather than, yeah, exactly. So plan B, if I can find no one in the industry in Taiwan who's like, yeah, an English talk show that talks about these big, interesting ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, this is good. If there's no one, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's no one because just because of the nature of the TV industry, uh, probably globally, but I think especially here, it's, it's pretty hard to sort of start new projects like this. But if the, that fails, plan B is probably like a, a um, crowdfunding kind of thing, like a, uh, you know, what's that website again? You know, where people pay money, like, um, yeah, yeah. Kickstarter well, or Well, maybe Patreon. not Patreon, yeah, Kickstarter. Like, like yeah, exactly. Something like Kickstarter um, to get, uh, you know, maybe some, some, yeah, some money to, 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 to do it. Um, but yeah, so that's that plan. So there's sort of three tiers. There's like the bottom tier, or it doesn't need to necessarily need to be named the bottom, but uh, it's probably the thing I would preferably, well, yeah, okay, okay. There's no need to do a up, down thing. Okay, there's the first program, which is conversation classes, online conversation classes, where I'm the premium product, and then other teachers are the secondary product or the, the less expensive product. And the whole idea there is we all have one hour lessons on Zoom where we talk about these topics like so green hunting, for example. And yeah, so interesting global topics about stuff. Okay, so that's the first program. So that's English conversation classes aimed at Taiwanese, you know, who want to improve their speaking, English speaking. The next thing is a okay. Global Voices talk show, which ideally would be broadcast on air by, you know, uh, maybe a public TV station here or maybe private, doesn't really matter, but a, a TV station here. That would be ideal. If not, if yeah, not, maybe said, some yeah. sort of medium-sized studio that could help us promote it, but not necessarily put it on air, but whatever. Maybe something online, something like some sort of midway mark where I can get a little bit of funding for the production costs. So that would be that. Would be that. Now, who's the audience for that? Again, it's Taiwanese audience, but... I'm looking to get sort of quote unquote experts or people who want to promote themselves, people who are ambitious, who want to show off their English. Because of course in, in Taiwan, you know, if you 
have really good English and uh, you make a show of that, uh, you definitely you know you definitely go up in the eyes of the general public. You know, people sort of uh, look at that as like a mark of you know. Um, you know, prestige and, and, and whatever. So people often would, you know, sort of quote unquote elites or whatever or leaders in certain industries would like, if they can, to uh, to show their English ability, you know, uh, to the wider public and, and uh, get credit for that. So that would be the kind of audience I'm going for in terms of who would come on the show. Eventually, I would like to lift the the uh the bar for who would be a guest on the show so they would have you know a, 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 a wider following themselves on social media but also be sort of influential in this sort of you know quote unquote national conversation it reminds me of the uh of the master class uh uh talk that i saw mm-hmm. a few months ago in that uh it's become the most exclusive club in the world is to who is yeah, the yeah right right exactly i want to i want to try to do something along those lines maybe not overly exclusive but definitely yes they they found that uh if they want these really high quality Mm. people to go on they had to make them look great so the uh so the uh yeah so like the amount of money that they had to put into uh developing the um you know the post-production and all that was pretty pretty big because these people yeah. to look awesome yeah they do and they do yeah exactly so yeah that's that's the audience with that so it would be maybe you could see how they like started for at zero and got to yeah. where they are now maybe they could there maybe some, some yeah I'd like to see that how they grew the master class I wonder if there's something on that yeah yeah so that would that's like yeah. the second thing and then the third thing is for a completely different audience is for a English speaking audience so um Whereas with the Global Voices TV show, it's in English, but it's for a Taiwanese audience. The third thing, which is going to be a podcast, is for um, a global audience, or I guess an English-speaking audience. So probably more more leaning towards you know, Western audience, but you know anyone who you know, listens or speaks English around the world. So that is a, po- a separate podcast, and that would be... Um, more like a typical podcast where, you know, you, you, I interview someone about some interesting topic. So, um, I want to focus more on East Asia cause that's sort of my area of expertise. That's what I've studied and that's what, this is where I've lived for several years. And so I'm really interested in digging up some to sort of taboo topics that people don't really talk about here, such as, uh, adultery law, you know, it's illegal to cheat on your spouse here in Taiwan, illegal. Like you can go to prison, you can go to prison for it. Yeah. So, um, Taiwan's one of uh, two countries in Asia that has this, this law. So Taiwan and the Philippines, uh, South Korea did away with it a few years ago and India did away with it just last year, I believe. So, so this stuff's really interesting because no one talks about it. And I wanted to talk about it on the global voice show that we recorded a couple of days ago, but all my students freaked out. They're like, I don't want to talk about this. So it's too taboo to talk about stuff like that. But, but an English speaking audience would love to hear that stuff like, whoa, 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 what? Like, like cheating is elite. Like you can go to prison for cheating on your spouse in Taiwan. Why? And then I'll go into all that. So it would be the kind of show where I, again, I have some sort of, uh, you know, uh, could be an activist, could be a you know, reporter, could be a lawyer, whatever. And we'll, we'll go into it in depth. So that kind of a show, and it would be a podcast and it would be for a, for a global uh, audience or, you know, an English speaking audience. And, but like my thinking is, okay, 
with each of these things, with each of these things, like the one, I, I sort of, I think they're all great actually. Like they're all good in their own way, as long as I can balance them out because I don't want to just be a conversation class teacher. Like that, that doesn't fulfill me enough. Even if I talk about interesting topics, there is a sense that this doesn't really go anywhere. Like, yeah, great. I talk about green hunting with a bunch of students in my cram school and they learn about this idea and they talk about it for a bit, but then they go home and it's just like, you know, there's definitely a cap on how far we can take this conversation and, 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 and how it influences people's, you know, because, because there's only a handful of people there talking about it. And there is a certain element of, you know, um, you know, it, this, 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 this content cannot be shared beyond the classroom because they're paying for it. And therefore it has to be necessarily, uh, exclusive to them. You know, I can't just go sharing that with everyone or else why are they paying for it? So it's fine and it's intimate, which is nice, but it's not scalable. So I have that and I, I, I want my, my, my sort of my working life to, you know, to, to maybe have 10 hours a week or something like that, giving off, giving out this, the premium product for the, for that conversation class. And then the talk show is something else. Now the talk show and the podcast, you know, the podcast for the, the English speaking world are both fantastic ideas, but they're much, much harder to monetize or they will be at least in the short term. Whereas the conversation classes can provide me with upfront money straight away. So my, 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 the trick is right now is to sort of try to run at least two, if not maybe all three sort of simultaneously. And, um, I mean, I think I need to still spend more time. Yeah, it is kind of old. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So what do you think? I mean, do you think I should run like just, you know, double down on these things or because I'm really, someone. really, I like, I, I don't think I can keep going the way I've, I've been going with just focusing on the English teaching platform the way I have been. You know what I think? This is my sort of self-diagnosis. Tell me what you think. I've been so focused on trying to make some sort of breakthrough, uh, you know, um, sort of hockey stick curve kind of growth with the English teaching platform. Cause I've thought if I can just crack it and make, you know, a decent amount of money, like not a huge amount of money, but if I, I can just like make, you know, a, a, a really decent income that's, that's supporting my family and it's, and it's, it's, it's going up and up. If I can just crack that, then I can chill and then I can go and do, you know, all this, the, 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 the high level stuff like the podcast I'm talking about, you know, um, that I really want to do. Like then I can go and do my quote unquote sort of passion project stuff because all oh, this English teaching thing's got me set. Like that's been my thinking. So I've been putting so much time into it, but you know what I've been putting time into? I've been putting time into the wrong stuff. I've been putting time into all that, all those, you know, combining all these uh, software plugins and all these things that, that I don't, that have not provided the solution. I've been overly focused on those things and I haven't gotten the growth that I've thought was possible. And I'm now coming back to the business model that I started with a year ago, which was just have a conversation class, just do it online and just get people's money. So one way or another, it doesn't really matter how, just get their money, get them in a conversation class and then just grow the numbers and slowly and steadily until you've got too many students to handle and then get someone else. In. It's like, that is what I originally wanted. Like that is like, that is the most basic setup. And so instead of me putting like all my attention into trying to, you know, have some whiz bang sort of new way of doing this 
which somehow scales amazingly and I get all this, you know, get all this money and then I'm set and then I can go and do my passion projects. Instead, I should just devote, yeah, 20, 30, maybe 40% of my time and just get enough students to live off, you know, to live on, you know, the money to live on. And then that will slowly grow as long as I keep it, you know, coming along steadily without investing so much on the so much time on the software stuff and just more on the actual just teaching and then that'll just grow steadily and slowly and then with the other 60 or 70 percent of my time put those into the things that i i really i really want to focus on uh because those need their own attention and time if i'm ever going if they're ever going to blossom and, and to bear fruit as well so i don't know like do you sort of get what i'm getting at i think i'm over I'm going overkill on the, the English thing. The ideal is in those other things. The ideal is, money. is yeah, it is. Right. It is in those other things making money. That would be ideal. Yes. So yeah, and they might take they might a take a long time. time. Yeah. I remember uh, something like. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. I think I think Tim Ferriss said that he didn't start getting uh getting sponsors for his podcast until he had 100,000 listeners that many hey i've heard i've heard yeah. that you just so need like slow... uh, i think just a few thousand i heard i've read something that as like it's cpm right so cpm is is per thousand listeners so i thought you only needed a thousand and then you can start monetizing and the, the ads would be very, you know, low CPM at the beginning, maybe just a few dollars. But I thought you only need to get to like a thousand listeners. Yeah, maybe, maybe Tim Ferriss, as usual, is. Or maybe outlier. he just started so early. Know. You know what? It's probably because he started that. ages ago. And at that point in time, it wasn't, it wasn't as much a of a thing. thing. Whereas now you can probably get funding at a lower point in time. Regardless, I know obviously it's not gonna be easy to, to you know, make a living off a podcast. That That's why I sort of have this kind of conversation class thing as the sort of the backup there, as, as the underpinning. But um, I guess I feel I've gotta to try to get started on those things because or else I, I'm quickly running out of motivation. Like I'm quickly burning myself out here and quickly feeling like, what the? hell am I doing with this with this thing or with my life period you know I'm just feeling very disenchanted right now um so in order to sort of like this is what I'm thinking for reading this book it's like it's kind of about they talk a lot about prototypes and talk a lot about testing things and and sort of working your way forward mm. and uh and not becoming stuck on a given solution that you think that you think is is the solution. They always they keep reminding you throughout the whole thing that there is no the solution. There is only, you know, a combination of different things, any one which could lead to a better result. So what I think is I've been stuck mm. on this whole thing of I need to, you know, break through with this Facebook English learning Facebook page and just make this big runaway success. And then once that solved my money problems, then I can go and do other things. But that's a very narrow approach. Like I've been very narrow in my, in my, in my um, calculations of, or, or my, my, my thinking about what could be the solution here that I've, uh, I, I haven't, there are a lot of avenues that I haven't 
gone down because of just being like, no, 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 just, just keep going with this persistence, persistence, broadcasting every single day, Rah! and just running my head into the wall again and again. So, so yeah, here's some good news. Okay, what is kind of keeping me so attached to this? Facebook page and this English learning thing is this sense that, oh, I've already got 15,000 fans on Facebook. Oh, I can't just walk away and let that come to nothing. Oh, those hours I've put in, you know, I've already invested so much. This is the, this is the hard part about walking away. And yeah, that's true. Like what if I went and started a podcast tomorrow for, you know, okay, that's, that's a great idea, but Hey, um, I'm going to start from scratch, you know, start from zero viewers. No, that just seems like such a shame. Yes. But what I've, what I've noticed is you can use, I could use my existing Facebook page with 15,000 viewers or 15,000 followers to promote the podcast. And you might think, well, the Taiwanese audience isn't the, the my, my, my followers aren't the audience because the audience uh, should be English speakers. You know, that's, that is my target audience is like a Western audience because uh, yeah, they would, I think, find these issues interesting. Uh, anyway, and, and, and also, sorry, if I hadn't mentioned it before, Taiwanese don't really listen to podcasts. So, so that's not the other thing. So anyway, um, like, okay, so there's a problem there. I can't really share that stuff. Well, I can share my podcast, my new Fangle Dangle podcast on my Facebook page, but probably won't go anywhere. But you can, in the settings, when you post something, tell Facebook what kind of people and what part of the world you want to show this post to. So I could choose, okay, US audience 25 to 45. And then, you know, you can do that. You can even do the interest thing, you know, interested in Asia. I can choose that. Now, man, I jump on Twitter. I've seen a few people promote their podcasts and it become quite, quite successful yeah. using Twitter. This guy, one guy in particular actually comes to mind. Um, uh, David Perel. Mm -hmm. So he's, um, he had, I just saw him just show up on Twitter one day and, uh, he was just, yeah, he was just, um, replying to everybody, you know, retweeting things, just heavily yeah. using Twitter, engaging with, with, you know, certain, um, like big accounts who then follow him back and engage with him. And because those big accounts are engaging with him, then all of their followers nice. start to you know, nice. start to do the same. So he's got a, uh, he's got, so his name's David uh -huh. Perel. Um, he's host of what's called the North, the North Star oh, podcast. Is that about? So mm. he's, um, it's a little bit like, um, Farnham Street, I think, you know, Farnham, Farnham Street. Oh, sorry. What's that? Um, it's like... Farnham Street's about like mental business oh, models. mental models, like, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. like, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Like having like the mental frameworks mm -hmm, to make decisions. Mm -hmm. um, it's in a similar okay. vein to that. Um, so Perel's doing his Twitter hustle. Yeah, so anyway. Yeah, he's doing his Twitter hustle. It's going, going really well. And uh, now he's got... Uh, 25,000 followers mm. on Twitter. Um, just, yeah, and that kind of happened in the last yeah. 18 months. Um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely Twitter's yeah, the, the place to, to promote podcasts. Twitter's the social media Yeah, definitely. Ideas. Well, in the West. So this is the thing. Oh, at the West it just and, goes and hand Japan. In hand so this is why I've never podcasts. used Twitter up until now. 
Uh, actually, I do have a Twitter account, but I've hardly ever used it because no one uses it in Taiwan. So I'm like, well, my audience doesn't use it. Why am I going to use it? But it totally is the best place if I was to promote podcasts. But yes, you're right. I mean, I would definitely use Twitter and I would, I would stream on Twitch. Like I would stream myself recording the podcast on Twitch just to get some extra reach on Twitch. And I think Twitch is, is, is growing and it's, it's a different kind of an audience that would be great to tap into, you know, a younger demographic there. So anyway, um, like I, I definitely would use multiple media, like multiple channels, but, but what is comforting is like, what I've just realized is I can promote this podcast through my Facebook page without having to go and start a new Facebook page and start like I feel like I'm starting all over again because I can tell Facebook, okay, show this post, aka my podcast shout out or, you know, promotion post, show this post to Americans between the age of 25 and 45 uh, interested in Asia, share, post. And I can do that. And I believe, I think... It won't be shown to my my followers in in Taiwan, so that would kind of be ideal. So it's like I could do sort of an A/B test with my Facebook page, where I could continue to post English. Is that for a promotion? Like if you're promoting a post? No, no, you can do that with just what you cannot do is live. And because I've been so into the live thing for a long time, I almost forgot that you can even do this. But I just tested it again this morning, and you can do it. So you cannot do this for live. You cannot tell Facebook only show this to Americans, you know. Because I was thinking, well, I could do my podcast live or something and stream it to Facebook Live, but then every, all my followers would watch and they'd be like, "Hey, teacher Liam, what the hell is this?" And so, so you know, I'm like, "Oh, this would be really <laughs> crap." Then that might just you know turn them off, and then you know I'll have nothing. So I'm like, "Oh God." But if I don't do it live, if I just make a pre-made video, so I made make like a video recording of me on Zoom talking to some expert somewhere else in Asia. Maybe we're talking about some issue in Okinawa or something. I have someone online on Zoom and then we talk, we talk about the issue and then, you know, like that. Then I record it, edit it maybe. And then that's like the video form of the podcast. And I can upload that to Facebook and tell Facebook to just show that to Americans between the age of 25 and 45 interested in Asia. And that shouldn't show up to my, my English speaking following, but I can use the same page. So I can change the name of my page to something much more broad and general, like Global Voices, which is the sort of the brand that I'm trying to develop with the conversation class, which to the Taiwanese audience will mean the conversation class. But to maybe some new American who discovers my show, my podcast, they'll be like, oh, Global Voices. Oh, yeah, I get it. This is a podcast, right? Which, which it also is. So I can actually sort of like use this Facebook page with 15,000 followers, which is, you know, not a bad start. It's a pretty decent size following, you know. I can use that to... You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, definitely the hard part is getting that, getting those numbers up, which is important in Facebook's algorithm. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, but then Maybe it, it just why? What I mean? Uh, it seems a little bit hacked together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So if you were I, me, I you would just start it all. You just start all over Facebook. again. That no, it doesn't. Does it? Either. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I know you're not as know. it's you're 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 a bit like as as 
you're probably more familiar with Facebook than I'm familiar with Twitter, but it's a little bit like that. I'm not very, you know, into Twitter. You're not very into Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm about, I like Twitter, uh, Instagram and Reddit. That's, yeah. that's what I use yeah. primarily. Um, Facebook and Facebook groups and like, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't even yeah. like it. It's yeah. 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 So yeah. do you think it's mostly that, that you're feeling or do you think there's, there's something else? Like I do, you don't think that's like a, a roughly a, a good, like what I'm thinking is this is a great way to test, like to, to just do a prototype, like this, like this thing they keep talking about. It's like, I can use my Facebook page to just make, I can make one podcast episode and then I can try this thing where I can just post it on, on my Facebook page, but is anyone in your masterminds super familiar with Facebook marketing? Uh, they can... Mark's done a, like a bit of Facebook ads. It's before. full of so many like yeah. landmines that you just don't it's... know where they are. They, like penalize your page. For oh, I know what you mean. Like if you spam, you know, post too many times. Like I'm fairly familiar with Facebook. Maybe it's just something like, mm. like what if your engagement goes down or something because you start changing your content and then that means something happens. Well, yeah. It's all just so behind closed doors. I know, doors I know, but like, um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like, I, I, I wish Taiwanese were into Twitter and I'd build a following on Twitter because I don't really like Facebook either. But, but that's, not nice. the, that's not reality, you know, so I can't, yeah, if we were in Japan, then if I were in Japan, then that would be the case because Japan, Japanese love Twitter, but Taiwanese don't. So um, that's, just, that's just the way it is. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm thinking, you know, like the, I, I, I feel more relaxed and I feel more at ease uh, when I have these options open, when I have, okay, there's this TV show idea that I'm trying there, you know, I, I, finally, eventually I would love to do this kind of podcast thing. You know, maybe it's not happening right this minute, but you know, it's definitely doable in the foreseeable future. And yes, I've got the conversation class coming along, which I don't need to go you know, bananas on and try to like crack it and have this runaway exponential growth. I just needed to have, uh, you know, steadily growing and, and incoming, you know, income from it and just keep it going and boiling away there. And, and, and that's doing its thing as well. So like, I feel much more at ease when I have actually several things going on, like not, not overstressing on any of one of them, but just keeping my options open, like knowing that if this doesn't work, oh, yeah, I can, I can, I can try this. And if that doesn't work, oh, I can try that. It's, it's so such a better frame of mind than where I was before. I was just like doggedly, like trying to push down this, push through this thing. And, oh, I have to break a hundred concurrent viewers on my morning stream. Then it's finally going to take off. Then I'm finally going to make some money. And just this really narrow type thinking It's uh, yeah, it's, I think I'm in a much better sort of a mental sort of headspace at the moment. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, you've been doing a lot of yeah, things. Yeah. And I needed to stop the morning show to give myself that, that headspace. I cannot tell you how wonderful it felt to wake up on a weekday morning and not and just get out of bed and just not do anything for, for, for the first hour or so of, of the morning. Just have a coffee and sit on the balcony, take in the sunshine, just 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 not think about that show. Like it was great. It actually felt better, better than, um, when I was on holiday, you know, uh, about a month ago where I felt like, oh yeah, yeah I'm on holiday, but I'm, I'm not doing it this morning because I'm, I'm on a little Island, you know, somewhere. And therefore this is not my real life. Whereas like when I'm here, it's like, 
this is my home and I'm I'm free. I'm not doing anything this morning. I'm just I just got my coffee and I'm just walking around and playing with my toddler and uh, you know, done. Like I'm not I'm I'm <laughs> it's like it was so great, man. It was so great. So so yeah, um, I yeah I think uh, I'm sort of in the right right space at the, for for this point in time. Yeah. Yeah, mm, that's good. How about that's yourself? Good. Yeah, I've um, I've actually, I can't remember if I've brought this up on the podcast before, but I've had this, uh, I've had this, uh, I've had this th- this alert on uh-huh. Reddit set up, so that if anybody. Uh, it was just through a website. Um, what was it called? Let's see if I can find that. If anyone wants to, uh, uh, yeah, just hang on. Yeah, it's called Notifier yeah. for Reddit. Right. So that's the website. Just notifierforreddit.com. So you type in a search term. And it'll send you an email, and you'll get like a little uh, a little notification inside of Reddit whenever a phrase yeah. is used, right? So, I I started for a few uh, months now. I think I've been getting notifications whenever anybody on Reddit types in the word, "Where can I buy this?" Oh, for hang on for everything. So, holy crap. everything! The entire website. <laughs> anybody makes a comment, "Where can I buy this?" I get oh. a notification. And so I'll get like, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll go through maybe about seven to 10 different posts of people who are saying that and a few times throughout mm-hmm. the day too. Um, yeah. Um, so I've just like, a bit, I've been getting a feel for, yeah, for, for, for what people on the website just like to, like to buy. Um, sometimes it's like a, cool you know like science it's cool sort of like gadget thing which is which would be you know made by some you know very skilled you know person um like a like an engineer makes like a a hyper realistic lightsaber or something (laughs) like that it's like so there's there's just no hope of scaling something like that unless you are that engineer and you work yeah um the the other thing that i notice that people people ask for is like anime cartoon movie tv characters Mm, comic book mm, characters mm. right like their favorite show or movie or something and people just really seem to like just products with creative interpretations of themes or characters from the show okay you know like i get it like uh one that was on the other day is i don't know if you ever played uh um uh what a uh, game this like there's this old school um like playstation yeah. game it was like uh um it was like oh, yes, yes yes right? I remember. yeah it was kind yeah. of like ps it was like, it was like playstation's version of mario kart sort of yeah 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 and there was this um there was this like uh voodoo mask oh. that was on it Right, if you remember the food, it has a okay. very distinctive design. Um, it's got like feathers all over the, uh-huh. the voodoo mask. Um, and so somebody made like a a desk lamp that's <laughs> like made out of neon lights. That's like it looks like a wicked version of uh, 
yeah, of that. And everyone's, it's nostalgic, everyone remembers it. So then people are like, where can I buy this? Where yeah. can I buy this? Um, but it's, yeah, it's, as I said, like comic book characters, TV series, like everyone likes creative interpretations of, uh, yeah, of, of, the, of uh, yeah, shows yeah. that they like. Um, which is, uh, yeah, but of course that's all IP. That's all sure. intellectual property. You can't just, um, you can't just like start making Pokemon <laughs> merch. You know, um, you get in big, big trouble because that's part of the value yeah, yeah. of their brand, right? Like they, these big companies know that people like to buy Pokemon merch, and that's what makes their brand so valuable. So they have a monopoly yep. on producing it. So. Yeah, so that's that was interesting. Um, that was just an observation. I'm not quite sure how to how to action that yet, but um, yeah, I just I just found that interesting just to see the evidence of just consumer demand for uh, for, mm. for that kind of product. Um, yeah, I also found a uh, I found a new uh, a new dropshipping website mm. called Pixels. So it's. Uh, um, it integrates with the Shopify, which is great, and it has a has a larger range of products. That's uh, so they'll 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 get a product and they'll print your design or your artwork mm. on top of it, right? And this website does everything from like spiral notebooks to uh, like acrylic, you know, like wall mm. prints to yoga mm. mats, right? That's um, cool. And I was like, there's, there's so much. I was, I was thinking that I could, I could make just on the side. I don't want to divert my attention too much, but I could make a yoga mat brand. Oh, yeah. You know, get like a, get like a cute name for it and uh, get some designs and get them printed onto, um, hmm. onto these yoga mats. Um, and they're drop shipped and, you know, accompany it with uh, cool photos on Instagram and, and uh, that could, so, like the yoga mats work, would have like you know, uh, you know um, some images of like NASA photos, something like that. Like it would be the discovery, discovery kind not. of vibe, or, or not exactly. Mm, no, I was thinking uh-huh. a separate brand, like uh, like um, you know those uh, like the those like Buddhist uh, you know shapes, yeah, the mandalas, mandalas. Yeah, yeah, like like the Tibetan, yeah, mandalas. like um, yeah. Tibetan yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. Some something like that, shanty, or you know, just like floral like, designs yeah. and lotus and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff I mean, like that's that. Natural um, fit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If the quality is good, then uh, then that's good. Like that's that's just all that you need to create mm. to create a brand. Mm. Um, there is another way. Like just coming back. Like I was thinking. Uh, this just sort of uh, coming tying back to like podcast monetization you know a lot of people do like ads you know read out an ad for someone else's products like for example uh, whoever Tim Ferriss will read out you know oh I've been trying this freaking awesome tea and you know and then you know because you've got so many people they'll obviously make a lot of money from that Um, and you can do you know you can get the the code the discount code entertainment whatever website you get you know but, um, so, okay, so maybe he gets a, 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 a cut of that because it's an affiliate marketing setup. But what if you just had your own Shopify shop and then on your podcast, you were just like, yes, I've been trying out these freaking awesome yoga mats and they're beautiful. They've got like these beautiful lotuses and 
and, and mandala patterns on them. And it's just beautiful. And oh, I just love waking up in the morning and doing my stretches on these yoga mats. You know, go to this store and enter the code, you know, Ben or Liam, and, you know, and get your discount. But it's actually your store. Like, who says it has to be someone else's store? Surely you have to, uh, you have to tell people that. You have Do to, you? Would I assume you? that you would. Would you have I assume to? that you would. It's like if it's, if it's an ad, <gasps> people have to know that it's an, it's an yeah, ad. Yeah, I guess. You can't. If it's sponsored content, you have to tell people it's sponsored yeah, content. Yeah, but, I, uh, I don't think you'd lose any points from an audience. Well, this is, what I was, uh, well this is what I was thinking. Like, hypothetically, like, okay, let's imagine... Can tell them the story how you created yeah. it, and how it's you know it's more interesting than trying to. Yeah, I mean, imagine. Okay, let's just say, two. You got you got a you got a podcast with ten thousand listeners. You know, quite a few, but not like astronomically high. But you know, it's probably enough to monetize to some degree. Okay, so you got two options, right? First, first plan, you plug someone else's product and do a discount code like like most people do. Okay. Second is you plug your own Shopify store. Like, which one would make more money? I, I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's this, if it's the latter because you get to take keep more of the profit because yeah. it's your Shopify store, you know. So, like, yeah. Well, in part, that's what I'm doing with with my e-commerce on the yeah, yeah, yeah. blog is that I talk about you know what plasma is, you know, on the, yeah, yeah, on the yeah, yeah. big ideas network. That's so this fourth state of matter blah 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 um but then also as you know I, I sell plasma globes in the in the discover yeah. store no it's, exactly it's really good um, so like the the advantage is that yeah there is there's more uh if it was an ad i might get like two dollars profit if it's uh if it's my own thing i might get ten dollars profit but the disadvantage is that i don't have a as great a range of products as what i could through sponsors mm -hmm. yeah I'm limited by what I can source. Yeah, I guess you know? there is a mixed model somewhere in the middle where you could just plug. Yeah, where you could I'm plug sure there whatever is. It I'm is. sure there is. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the the other. But I I do really like yeah. what you're saying though is that you when you can just get some, if you're not at the level where you can get sponsors yeah. yet, it's probably a good idea Something to set up, a, set up a store which is cheap and just get get those, a bit of yeah, silly cash coming in. Yeah. but I. Yeah, I do, I do think it's important. To be Probably, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be... Too, so mine, are all, mine are all branded, so it's, yeah. it's pretty obvious. That, and, and, but, like, here I'm thinking something. is also, like... Um, okay, there's an there's a, there's a up and down for each other. There's, there's a pro and con either way for this thing. But here I'm thinking aloud. Okay. Um, you can go for the, the, the approach you're going for where the product is intricately interconnected with the actual content that you're producing. So in other words, here's my article about plasma and here's a plasma lamp, right? You know, grows together. Mm -hmm. So the greater the appreciation for plasma, the more likely they are to buy the plasma lamp. You know, great. Yeah, and also if they've absorbed mm -hmm. the content, they can buy it and then they have the story to tell. Yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. The, sure, the sure. So, so, so there's definitely, Someone sees it on their desk like, oh, and they can yo, explain dude, it. Do you know what plasma is all about? Yeah. So there's definitely added value there. However, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way either. Like, uh, for example, like a lot of, you know, what 
uh, the, those big podcasters like Tim Ferriss and talks about his tea. He then, after his little ad thing at the beginning, goes on to interview some guy and he won't mention tea at all. Like there's absolutely no connection between the ad and the, uh, the, the, yeah, the ad content and the content of the interview, which is also fine. So I'm thinking because, because there is a slight danger if you decide I, I only do sales products that are directly about the content that I'm making. There's a danger that you'll... S oh, yeah, yeah, because then you'll be like, oh no, man, I want to write a blog post about, um, I don't know, about... Uh, just just um, give me another uh, mineral, I don't know, nitrogen or something. Like, okay, uranium. I want to... Okay, uranium, you can <laughs> probably sell something about uranium or that would be illegal because of nuclear... Weapons. So, you, you get what I'm saying. Like you, you, you pick some you, mercury. I think I read a story that some kid made a an actual really reactor. Oh my god, in his, it's so his awesome. backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they had to call Hecting. the police and they had to quarantine. Oh fucking god, that's so awesome. Okay, amazing. Yeah, in the and then you've just got a link at the bottom, like knows. click here for your, you know, home your uranium home kit. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, no responsibility taken on my behalf as a supplier of said uranium. Anyway, but like you can get it, like where there's a point where you're like, oh, I want to talk about this element or this chemical or whatever, but I can't sell that. Oh, maybe I don't talk about that element. But what you, what we want, that would yeah, be foolish because what we want is to be provided. We talk about the content first, product, exactly. Content so first. exactly. So just thought Absolutely. I'd put that out there. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a sort of, I think you can, you can cut it either way. You can do a bit of a mixed model there, depending on, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, that's, that's really good. So speaking on Shopify, didn't you have some sort of a breakthrough with uh, Instagram listing for your store? Oh. No, not yet. Not yet. Still oh. waiting on that, man. So, yeah. Ah, yeah. Anyway, I might, yeah, I'm, I'm holding on to that story until it's, until it's resolved because it's, it's still at a very unsatisfying you know, okay. limbo <laughs> there. Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, oh, yeah, no, just like, uh, yeah, no, just today's been a pretty high level podcast. It's, uh, we haven't really been talking about on the ground. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I had a bit of trouble this week with, um, uh, I've been looking for um, product mock-ups to make my phone cases and stuff look mm. really good, but without um, without actually having them, of course, mm. I'm drop shipping them. Um, uh, and oftentimes, you know, like these product templates, like, okay, so I could get my phone case, right? But then you don't know how to you don't know how to position the lighting and com and contrast it with other objects mm. in the image, you know, without a without a professional. Mm -hmm. um, so, anyway, so I've been looking at these at these product templates, and some of them are really good. And so I found a whole bunch of them at so this guy's website, right? The different sections to this mm. guy's website. Um, one of which, yeah, was all of these mock-ups. And there's this button up the top that says. Uh, uh, it's this banner, and it says uh, these these mock-ups. They're like nineteen, twenty-two dollars each, and this button says like buy, you know, buy the whole collection for yeah. forty-nine dollars. I was like, oh fuck yeah! So I buy the whole collection for forty-nine dollars, and 
yeah, and then open it up and it's <laughs> something else entirely. It's a collection of, like, of a different part of his website. It's called like Lightbox templates. They were like, they're like apparently there's things you can do in photo editing to make your, like there are certain like colors that are used that represent certain uh -huh. cities. Like Miami is very orange, right? And uh, London is very blue, you know. And so it's like, so there are these Lightbox templates to transform your photos to look like what? they're from these places. It's like, fuck, I have no what? use for this. Like, I thought this button appeared on this page with the mock-up templates that said buy, all, buy the whole collection. I was like, fuck, yeah, but the whole collection ended up with a different collection. So, so I was pissed off, and I sent her a message. I was like, I was like hey, like, I'm going to, like, I want my money back, or I'm going to dispute this with PayPal. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, we can't refund digital products because, uh, you know, you can still just use <laughs> yes. them. Yes. You know? <laughs> so what did you do? Did you dispute it? I was like, man, like, I don't even know how to use Lightbox. Like, you could, you know, you can look at my, I, you, maybe you can see the, the, the website history and, you know, you could see I'd never even viewed any of the Lightbox products. I was only viewing the mock-ups. Anyway, he ended up giving me a, uh, a discount code that's... Um, uh, if I if I bought like all of the products that I that I that I was meaning to, then the discount code would be equivalent to the money that I spent on the uh, um, that that I wasted on this, mm. this collection. So you know, it's kind of this middle ground. So it didn't end up disappearing mm. with PayPal. Okay. Yeah, like those yeah, online man. purchases. Like you just have to you have to you will never get a refund. They're just. Yeah. That's yeah, it. It's frustrating. Because they're like, well, give it back to me, bitch. And you're like, well, 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 yeah, here it is. You send the file. They're like, oh, did you back it up? <laughs> and your hard drive. You're like, yeah. no. They're like, how do I know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Digital products. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Yeah. But anyway, I'm looking forward to getting them. They, they're going to make the, uh, the store. Like, it looks a bit... It looks pretty uh -huh. plain at the moment, and the Instagram is my Instagram's not looking too flash because it's just they've yeah they've just got very very uh -huh. plain templates like the phone that's just on a plain uh -huh. white background, um, boring. Whereas these ones they're like you know being held by people and you know they're being positioned on a table with with all you know, with great lighting and very important uh -huh. for Instagram. Uh -huh. So nice, yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting cool. these things. So. Alrighty. Yeah. That sounds yeah. good, man. That's uh that's yeah. pretty much my yeah. week, man. Yeah. All right. Well, listeners, any questions, don't forget to hit us up. And uh we also, you know, with Anchor, what's cool, man? Um I'm really looking forward to our first audio message from one of our listeners. You know you can do that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you, could yeah do that. you can do that. You you can leave us an audio message on Anchor. They have this 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 feature and you can like yeah. That's wicked. Oh, that's and you know wicked. what? We haven't figured it out yet, but you can do it apparently. You can embed this. I think, actually, I think what we need to do is leave a link in the show notes in I, in the, not iTunes, in the Apple podcast app and should be able to leave a message. I read something somewhere that Anchor's trying to work on a way to uh, like let you leave an Anchor audio message in the podcast app, but I think right, well, at the moment we'll, it's just a link. We'll work it out in the meantime, and, and we'll we'll put a link in the 
in the description. That'd be so great. We'd love to that. love to actually uh, hear what, what you guys... Yeah, we'll that'd be cool. For you. All right, guys. So we'll uh, hit you up with that. Check it out. All right. Until next week. Okay. Right. See you, buddy. See you next Have a good week. One. See you, mate.